0: Yo, what's good, you guys? I am still on a high from posting my first episode, to be honest. Um, See, the thing with this podcast is I've been... Maybe it's the Mercury and Aries for me. But I've been thinking about this for months. Months and months and months. And I even started recording episodes back in, like... October? Jeez. Um, And... I just never, I never got around to finishing it I never got, you know, for a while I was putting it off like, oh my gosh, I don't have cover art blah blah blah, I don't know what to do By the way, shout out Daisha for my cover art She's the one who did it, she like, I didn't even give her any instructions, I told her what I wanted and that I was gonna wait another day because I didn't have anything and she was just like, no, give me a picture blah blah blah, I'll do it and she did it, and thank God for her because man I don't think creatively there's any other kind of person that I could do these kinds of things with um, she's a Virgo, but she's also a rising Taurus and a moon in Gemini. So the way that our charts link up, it's like, that is my soulmate. She is truly one in a million, and I could give a... I will stand to the death for her. Um, but with that being said, all of this has brought up a lot of emotions. And, well, currently I'm sitting at my house. Um, I live with my uncle, and... I just never really, you know, quarantine is really making me stay home, and I don't do that often. I'm always out and about. I'm always doing something. I always have somewhere to be. Um, So it's really weird to stay just home, especially in this small town, because, like, I just... for the last like three years i've done everything in my power to not be around you know not be around here and now i'm completely forced to be around here but it's truly a blessing like just sitting out here everything is so still you know i didn't realize how much noise there is in our day-to-day and now i'm coming outside and it's like i barely hear anyone outside anywhere it's really strange actually um But it's put me in this place of reflection. And although I am so happy with everything in my life, I really can't help but reflect on the worst times of my life and how even now, even with all this quarantine bullshit, I still feel like this is better than any other time of my life. Um, one, One moment of my life that I really want to get into today, right now, is... Right before I fell off (laughs) and then started this whole rebuilding of myself, um, I didn't graduate high school, if you guys didn't know that. I mean, at least right away. I did go back the year after and did adult ed. I did that for a few months until I finished all my credits and then um, I still have yet to receive my diploma though because when I finished all the classes and everything, the school told me that I owed like $400 from like old books and stuff like that and I just got kicked out of so many different houses like kind of back to back during this time so not so many it was like two I got kicked out of two places but still even then deciding what to take with you from place to place when you don't know where your next destination is is kind of (sighs) needless to say I didn't bring everything with me I don't remember where everything is yeah so after i did uh, my adult ed i just decided to not get my diploma i figured fuck it i've gone this far without it i already have two jobs that i'm pretty happy with and i'm only moving up so i'm just gonna put it off and i still have yet to receive that actually i need to do that as soon as schools are back open just because like fuck what if schools really do close and then i can't do anything well i mean i guess if schools do close then who gives a fuck about what i'm doing because i'm probably gonna not be in a school like I feel like school is going to be turning into a luxury again or just the, the number of days that you can attend I don't know it, all of this is really I had a talk with my um uncle yesterday and he works for NASA and I try to record it actually I try to slide my phone underneath and just have the whole conversation playing but basically we were talking about coronavirus and him growing up in Nicaragua and the things that he's seen and my argument yesterday was well how are people going to claim that this has come from a bat or from a, a bird, you know, or some type of animal? I thought the viruses ha- could only be transmitted through blood or sexually, you know, through a human bodily fluid. So for a virus like this to be airborne, it just it doesn't seem to add up the way that they want to present it. And I was also telling my uncle, like, bro, don't you remember that doctor in China? And Wuhan, when the outbreak first started, he was posting and sending videos out on his social media saying, like, this isn't like the normal flu. This isn't the normal illness. People are walking around the streets and just dropping dead. I think it's because the 5G radiation and their atmosphere is completely fucking with their oxygen molecules and they're not able to properly breathe. And they can't, their body isn't functioning properly because, I mean, sorry, I'm wiping my nose. Um, you need a certain amount of oxygen to keep your body healthy and have everything moving. And when one thing is thrown out of place, that throws everything out of place. This morning, I was looking at um, an acupuncture video from someone in Refam. They posted, and it was three major points to help your chi. One was the defense chi, one was to generate chi, and the other one was to move the chi throughout the body through the liver. The liver pumps the blood into the other organs of your body, Yes, So when you are catering to the liver, you are, in essence, catering to your entire body. So just watching her videos, and um, they're on my Instagram, Um, stickmig, I think it might be. But if you just Google three acupuncture points for relief, I think she'll come up. Um, I'm not sure where in the world she's from. I don't think she's from the United States, but it doesn't really matter. The information she has to provide us is beautiful, and it truly does put you in a really sweet, serene, relaxed place and state of mind. Um, But I was telling my uncle this, and he was just telling me about his experiences in Nicaragua growing up, how dirty everything could be. He said that there was this, like, one... um, um, I, I feel like it was... it was like a supermarket okay and basically it was just really dirty that's where uh, my great great grandfather would go and he would take my uncle and he would um buy animals so that they could eat you know like that's where they would get their poultry I'd assume and he was just telling me that they would literally I mean showing up to the place was the most horrendous stench Ever, He said he never, ever wanted to go back to something like that. Just, oh my gosh, if we think what we smell, if we can think of our worst possible smell, he said, and then multiply that by like five, that's probably the environment that they were in. And, oh, that just did not sound good to me, didn't sound pleasant to me. I don't want that, I don't want that for myself. Uh, I got a little bee buzzing by me. You know, fun fact, I've never been stung by a bee. If anything, they land on me and I can, I'm able to pet them. Actually, I want a bee tattoo one day. Truly the sweetest creatures. This this bee is buzzing right by my ear. He's literally like on my face. And there he goes. All right. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Getting back to what I was saying. Um, my uncle was just trying to get the point across that he doesn't want me to rule out that it's not a possibility because it sure as hell could be a possibility. The living conditions of those animals and those kind of countries... I'm from Nicaragua. Um, My grandparents are from Nicaragua. And he said that they would have cages and cages and cages of birds stacked on top of one another and just their shit would literally seep from the bottom of the cage to the very, very bottom of The lowest cage, you know And just like, oh my gosh That's truly a sight that I don't want to see And an environment that I don't want to be around But he was telling me all of this And he was really trying to Push on me like, yo Don't discredit what they're saying about this virus Because it sure as hell could be real And I get that I understand that people are dying around the world But something in me is Really telling me that It's not this airborne, whatever the fuck Um, Everything in me, actually, has been telling me that. And I've been saving articles. I've been looking at videos. I've been trying to screen record as much as I can. But uh, the internet changes every single second. And it's so hard to keep what I want to keep up. I do have a tab on my Instagram, though. It's called Stop 5G. And it has a lot of different articles. Oof, excuse me. Um, It has a lot of different articles and things that I found and come across through the internet and through Instagram and I really think you guys should check that out if you haven't already um but getting back to me and my high school and just all of it getting kicked out all of it um so I guess in order to understand the extremity of the things I went through I gotta start from the very beginning um of my childhood this is gonna be this is gonna be that episode i'm prepared to cry to be honest it has not been easy and i'm sure it hasn't been easy for a lot of you guys i hope most of you can resonate with some of the stories that i'm about to tell you because i don't think i've ever spoken to anyone about these things as candidly as i'm about to and i mean we all have we all have emotional restrictions we all have things that we refuse to share with certain people for whatever reason but I truly believe in living an honest life and an honest truth. And if that means I have to step on my own foot a couple times until I learn the lesson the hard way, then I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. So I got my um, hot lemon, apple cider, vinegar, water with me. So I don't know why that took me so long. I forgot what I was drinking. Ooh, and I also put um, raw local honey. Shout out. The local honey guy. Ooh, I live in... um, And I don't want to say where I live. Anyway, I got a good plug for local honey if you need it. And you know I'm around the South Bay. Hit me up. (laughs) Uh, I'm also going to be rolling a blunt. So if you got something, roll it. Smoke it. Let's get into it, guys. So, growing up, I... I have, um, well, I have a younger brother who's, like, two years, two and a half years younger than me, so we've always shared a room as far as I can remem- remember, you know? Like, I think I was two and a half, three maybe, when he was born. He's a Scorpio, by the way, and I'm a Taurus, so the opposition is definitely there. The stubbornness is definitely there. We truly are not alike. <laughs> I mean, there there are a lot of distinct differences between the two of us, but it's always that's never been a problem ever 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 it's never been a problem i feel like thank god we are the way that we are um (laughs) especially being the way my family is yo so i grew up with eight of my cousins in one household growing up um i lived in the side house with my brother and my parents my cousin two of my cousins lived in the basement with their uncle i had another three cousins It was like on and off three because they would go back to their moms and then back to us. But um, three cousins living with their dad in one room and then my grandparents in another room. It was a small two-bedroom house. Um, Oh, my gosh. At one point, there was only one bathroom. I remember fights for that bitch. Oh, my gosh. I I definitely remember fights for that bathroom. And yeah, there was a really big backyard. It was like all cement. We had a really big front yard, too. Um, It was... Separated by a gravel walkway in the middle, so most times during the summer, you could definitely catch us kids playing outside on like just playing catch in between the two sides of the yard, it was really nice. Um, I was always that my grandma had a rose garden and she would always have flowers around, um, geez, around the yard. Sorry, I don't know why I totally forgot what it was called. Um, but I would always watch her water the flowers and when she would be done i would go back and i would just walk through myself and i remember i would talk to the plants and if i ever saw any ladybugs or any roly polies i would definitely just sit down and i would play with them i did not mind getting dirty that was for damn sure especially when it came to mud and plant-based things definitely an earth child that's for damn sure the way that i was talking to plants at that young of an age the way that i looked at the clouds and spoke to the clouds as if they were gone and as if they were speaking to me back That's a total Taurus baby-ish. Like, damn, looking back on it now, I really can't believe no one stopped me. I mean, it was probably really cute to see, but, like, uh. (laughs) ugh. Anyway. Um. I, although I lived with, like, eight of my cousins in the same environment, I was, I felt pretty isolated. I always felt really misunderstood, really, like, there wasn't a place for me. Um i'm the middle one out of all of them so i have three older girl cousins so i guess there were seven of us in total i don't know where i got eight from but i had three older girl cousins and my brother and two younger guy cousins so i'm like right there in the middle and i remember there would be times where like my uncle would be taking the boys out to go play football at this nearby elementary school and he would literally fill his car up and he'd be like oh sorry there's no room for you you're not coming you know he would fill the car with like he would he would take everyone all the time except for me and my other cousin, Alyssa, the one who makes music. By the way, go stream Wake to Dream on iTunes and on Spotify. Shout out, Alyssa. I love you so much. But, yeah, we were always excluded from everything all the time. And it was kind of one of those things where I was just, like, always told to shut up about it. Like, don't really let it bother you. Um, but... I just, I really don't understand how adults can treat children so poorly when the child has done nothing. I, I, there's no way for me to do anything to that man. I was maybe like four or five, you know, younger than that. If, and like to get treated as poorly as I have by that guy, oh my gosh. <sighs> I would go in like the shed, kind of, like basically where we stayed in my side of the house, whatever. And I would listen... I owned three different CDs at the time. I had Ashley Tisdale's CD with the song He Said, She Said. And I had Shakira's Laundromat album. And I had Destiny's Child. um, Their OG, OG album with the black cover and the three just like faces. Damn, that was it. That's all I really listened to. I think my cousin had a Nina Sky CD and we would switch between the four. Um... Ooh, I had Sierra Goodies, that was one of the first albums I ever owned too. Like, I would just isolate myself and basically jam out to those guys. And I would draw all the time, I would paint all the time. I was a really creative child. But one day, even as a little kid, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I have selective memory, I guess. I vividly remember really intense moments, but not so much of the other ones. Um, I mean, I guess there's a reason for that, right? Well, one day when I was younger, I remember all my cousins kind of, like, ganging up on me. The thing with my household at the time was my parents are the only two who are still together. Everyone else of my cousins has split parents or divorced parents. And I never really understood what it was, what that was like at that age, I suppose. And I remember one day I kind of made, like, a stupid comment to one of my cousins. Um, It might have even—no, I don't even want to say who— But I made a stupid comment and I said something like, well, fuck, at least my parents are together. You know, like maybe you're like that because your parents aren't together. Just really naive, really fucked up, really shallow, really stupid. You know, I was like six, seven, just trying to throw a blow back. And all my cousins, not just one of them, all of them ganged up on me. I remember I was sitting in one of our car seats bawling my eyes out and everyone was surrounded around me and like mind you my girl cousins are older they're older by a few years so they're able to articulate themselves a lot better than I was they knew a lot more than I did and they kind of knew like you're just talking out of your ass shut the fuck up before I put you in your place kind of thing you know one of my oldest cousins was like five years older than me maybe and I definitely 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 was put in my place in that moment um But it's little moments like that with your family that I feel... Well, let me put it to you like this. For me, that I look back at that moment as one of the reasons why we are so divided. I feel like their true colors truly showed in that moment. You know, I don't think that they really thought of me as like, I I don't know what they thought of me, to be honest. I don't know if they thought I was so naive and just living this perfect life and like, blah, blah, blah. I have nothing to worry because my parents are together. But it's like, yo, if, yes, my parents are together, but that does not mean that I, one, talk to them. Two, get talked to. Three, enjoy being around them. Four, like, there's just a lot of things that I think people can assume about other people when their parents are together and it's just and and it goes both ways I definitely know it goes both ways but just being being surrounded by those kind of people in that kind of environment it was it was a lot to deal with and no one really ever backed me up and when it came to my cousins, I was always trying to hang out with the girls. I was always more feminine. I always admired the way that they went about things, you know? They were never arguing. They were never fighting. They were never pushing each other, you know? They were always having a good time, just, like, enjoying company, playing with dolls, setting things up, dressing other things, dancing, you know? And I was like, I wanted that. I can't tell you guys how much I wanted that. And every single chance, I I would literally run and, like, hide with my cousin just so I could play with her, Alyssa, and it's so funny, because now she's still the only one who backs my shit up, like, she's still the only one who really, really looks out for me, and she's been doing it her whole life, so it's definitely nothing new for her, but I remember we would sneak away, and we would play with, like, her brat dolls, and as soon as my grandma would catch us, yo, I'd be in such trouble, I'd be, I'd get grounded, I definitely think God was never, like, Physically abused really really hard. Like I don't ever remember my grandma putting her hands on me to the point where I was bleeding. You know, thank God for that. But the emotional trauma that came behind having your adult figures tell you no and you can't like what you're liking because it's not right for you, um, just really fucked me up. Even at such a young age. I mean, I've always been this way. I've all I remember. When Fergie's album came out, I would walk around my backyard bumping Glamorous and London Bridge and I would just go back and forth singing the lyrics at the top of my lungs and my family would scream out the fucking window. Like my uncle, I remember one time I was singing at the top of my lungs and my uncle screams out the back window telling me to shut the fuck up. And it's my uncle that um, I was telling you about earlier, the one who never took me to the fucking park, never included me in any of the guy things, just like always excluded me even at a young age. (sighs) <sighs> so funny i i talking about it now makes me realize like truly nothing has changed this asshole has been an asshole my entire fucking life and he's never gonna fucking snap out of it Ugh. so going into middle school is when we finally i mean i lived with most of them my cousins anyway um For most of grade school. I think it wasn't until I was in sixth grade or fifth grade that they started moving out or that my uncle got a new house. We got a new place. I mean, we didn't get a new place. I had to move in with my aunt. Um, And I lived with her for a few years. But my aunt's always been super cute My aunt's a type She reminds me of Kourtney Kardashian Especially her physique and body type She's just always been really cute Really unproblematic She's also an Aquarius Most of my family's air signs, yo Like, fuck, talk about masculine energy to the max Everyone has something to fucking say And if they're not an air sign, they're a fire sign And they're an Aries Like, ugh I got Sag, Aries, and Aquarius Oh, and my grandma's uh, head honcho, the Libra That's it. That's it. I'm literally the only earth sign in this bitch. It's so frustrating. Truly, no one fucking gets me around here. None of them. None of them. Maybe the Scorpio, maybe Alyssa, but everyone else is, like... They truly think I'm in my own world. It's actually kind of funny. Um, But when I was in middle school, that's when I really started to branch out and become my own person, you know, without any of these rules, without any of, like, my family telling me to stop. And that's when I started band i mean i started band in fourth grade but when i went into middle school that's when i really went like full on into band mode and i was in drum line um marching band that's how i started i started with tenor sax i mean alto sax and then when i got into jazz band i started playing tenor and then i started playing guitar and then i started playing guitar in the jazz band and then i joined the drum line and i started with bass drums just because like yo that's the easiest to be honest i never really got my drumming down i started learning how to play the drums in fourth grade but then um, i broke my wrist that same year so just alto sax was the easiest for me to continue so i stuck with that but man when i was in the band thing and i really wanted that and i was passionate about it you guys i was so into it anything that i've ever done with my life i give my 110 percent, and i'm very like competitive in that way like i want I don't know if it's the lack of recognition that I got from my personal family that makes me seek other outside activities and makes me want to excel at them to get some type of recognition, some type of good job. But man, if if you gave me a task to do while I was in middle school, I damn sure did anything in my power to do it the complete best, you know? And so, for middle school i think my sixth grade year i even got into travel band the first time that was like a milestone moment for me how many of you guys remember that like auditioning for um oh it was ccs what is that central coast Scholastic. i don't even want to try to guess but um ccs honor band that's what i got into and i did it for the three years that i was in middle school um oh no let me restart i didn't get in my sixth grade year my sixth grade year was fucking horrendous you guys it was probably the worst 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 thing ever i think i might have been the only sixth grader to try to audition but the next year when it came i was like yo i'm ready for this bitch like i'm not gonna fucking fail like there's no way and i got third chair i actually got third chair both years that i did it out of five so i mean i tried i tried so hard to just be the best And by eighth grade, I was drum major and I was um, first chair. I was always first chair, first chair in jazz too. I had my solos. I've always loved being center of attention, kind of, (laughs) Um, especially for my creative endeavors. Um, After eighth grade though, I still lived with my aunt for most of middle school, but transitioning into high school, I had to move in with my uncle, the uncle that um, I was telling you has always hated me since I feel like I've been born. Ugh. He he has a lot of fucking problems of his own. He has his own personal family problems with his different baby mamas, whatever. He's not a good person. The karma really does go for him. Karma really does fuck his life up. And it's so amusing to watch, to be honest. I'm never going to be one to be, like, sitting on the sidelines just watching someone live a miserable life. You know, like, I don't... I have better things to do with my life. Um, but with this fool, anytime I get a chance to see... And the thing is, I don't have to go out of my way to watch him fuck up or watch karma get him. Karma loves me so much that karma puts him around me just so that I can watch and just so I can laugh and get a smirk out of it. And then I continue with my life. (sighs) But I had to move in with this fool. And man, he's, when I say he's always hated me, he's always hated me. By the time I started living with him, I was already in color guard. So, you know, I had my rifle and I had my saber and I had my flags with me. And, um, sorry, I'm sealing the blunt now. That might have sounded really gross. Um, I feel like <laughs> I gotta be, like, aware of what this mic picks up on, you know? But when I moved in with him, I was already in color guys. So I was already started dancing and I had stopped playing my instrument as much. Um, also right before high school, I was doing wrestling for like two years, two, three years. Um. I was never really that good at it, though. I think it was just something that I stuck with just so people would get off my back. You know? The whole gay thing... I mean, I didn't come to terms with my sexuality until, like, a few months ago. And even a few months ago, I told myself, like, I'd be down to be with a girl. I don't think that um, human anatomy would stop me from being with anyone. Sexually, I have yet to be with a girl, though. I mean, one-on-one. I've done... Oh, well, oh my gosh! I cannot believe I'm saying this. Fuck! I've had like threesome moments, four some moments, and oh my gosh, nope, that's not where we're taking this conversation. But yeah, um, so I wrestled just to kind of get people off my back, and then when I finally started doing dance full time, no one around me was supportive. My family literally grounded me from going to dance rehearsals because they told me that they didn't want people thinking that I was gay. Um, also last night, I found out that my family's Republican. LOL, 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 I never knew that, you guys. Ever. Ever. And you want to know how I found out? I told my uncle. I was like, you know, as much as people hate Donald Trump, I truly do think he's saving us. I feel like if Clinton were in office or if there were anyone else, we'd be at war. We'd be at a different kind of war, and the people who need to come down would still be up and that's when he started agreeing with me and then he started um, getting into his political bag and telling me about him and I was like oh shit this is really how y'all think like I truly was like like come on don't don't y'all got any love for me like hello but thing about Republicans is they'll never fucking lie to you yes they could be assholes sure they could say some fucked up shit but if all you're gonna do is fuck with my feelings but I know what you're doing behind the scenes I mean I give you that much Um, You know, Donald Trump Yes, he said some fucked up things about women And about gays And no, I don't completely agree with everything he says But I don't think he was tied to Epstein I don't think he's been raping people I don't think he's been using mandrinochrome I don't think that he's Him as a person, yes The things that have come out of his mouth Have been fucked up Donald Trump's also a Gemini though And something in me is just screaming that Gemini's are going to save us. We have, you know, Venus is going to enter Gemini very, very soon. My natal Venus is in Gemini and bitched. I feel, and it's on my ascendant. I have Venus on my ascendant. Venus conjunct my ascendant. So I love beauty. I love the beauty in everything, the beauty in myself. I love being able to physically show you beauty. I love being able to epitomize beauty. I think that's why I love makeup so much and just glamorization of everything so much but when we have this transit going on for the world gemini's an air sign yes but they're also mutable air really transformative air go with the flow kind of love and i was reading this one book and it said something along the lines of like venus and gemini are known to be the bisexual kind of placement and i definitely see that i definitely see the masculine side of myself and the feminine side of myself and i love that i'm able to combine the two i think um that's part of i mean if i'm being honest that's one of my favorite things about myself is the duality of everything i i I love that (laughs) so much and i feel like this transit's gonna save us i feel like this transit's gonna be a glimpse at the other side Like if you are a man, we're gonna be and you're going through this Venus and Gemini transit. I feel like you're gonna have a lot of moments that are gonna make you not question your sexuality, of course, but it'll give you an insight on the other person, on on what the other person's perspective could be, and it'll definitely show you your love language and show you what you're lacking. Or I also feel like mutable air is a type of air that's really like. Let me put you in your place. Like, yes, I'm going to be your friend. Yes, I'm going to ride with you. Yes, we can do whatever together. And it's going to be all fun and dandy. But if I see you act up, boom, let's address it real quick. And then snap it and then move on. You know? And I feel like we're going to have that globally. I feel like we're going to have that global wake up that's like, boom, why, are we, why have we been doing this? Why have we been treating people like this? Since when is this okay? And why do I think it's okay? And is it really okay? No, I actually don't think it's okay. Let me change. I do think that we're going through this great, great period of change. Like, uh, our Gemini placements are going to save us. I'm looking to the Geminis. Is Doja Cat a Gemini? I think Doja Cat is a Gemini. I'm looking to our Geminis for guidance. Damn it, Naomi Campbell, I'm looking at you for guidance. And see, the thing about Geminis is I feel like they epitomize being a leader so naturally. So, so naturally. Oh, my gosh. Moon and Gemini placements are actually um, capable of ruining my life. So there's that. My best friend has her moon in Gemini. And first guy I ever dated, like, for real, for real, has his moon in Gemini. And, oh, my gosh, I just found out one of my coworkers has his moon in Gemini. And I deadass told him. I was like, good to know. I don't want to get close to you. That's fine. We could just stay like this. You know, like, I don't want any. And he's a Scorpio. And he's a rising Virgo. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Ruin and he is kind of like gorgeous like really really like beautiful like fuck <laughs> drink something i'm about to spark this blunt yo it's been it's been too long. i've i haven't smoked a blunt all day all day baby it's almost what time is it? it's almost 7? 7 7 p.m. oh no honey so getting back to the timeline of everything um when I moved in with my uncle, the one who hated me, I was still closeted. Like, I still was not out to my parents. Um, never had a boyfriend over. Never had a guy over, nonetheless. Um, I just... I don't openly talk about my relationship or my sexuality or my um, my life, really, to anyone. No one in my family kind of asked. No one ever gave me a space to ask questions or to... Um, just talk about myself, I was never really, you know, in high school, one thing that I always wanted was to come home, and someone asked me how my day was, and I don't think it ever happened, granted, my mom worked a lot, and I was in a lot of clubs, so, I did everything in my power to not be home, but that was one thing that I really did always want, was just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Why are we like that as people? Why do we need that? Why do we need that human recognition of emotion? It doesn't make any sense. It's not benefiting me. Whatever comes out of your mouth isn't gonna change what I do tomorrow, and if it does, that's shame on me. I smoke something. Now y'all really gotta smoke something. I ain't smoking this alone. Also, my whole family's home, and they don't fucking fucks with the marijuana. I cannot believe I'm potting like this, saying all this shit, and smoking a blunt. Yo, this is a historic moment. I'm just so glad you guys are all here to join me. So. Oof. When the blunt hits back. <laughs> Going into high school. I mean, I, I definitely knew I liked guys, but I didn't know how to come out um my friends know my friends knew i mean you take one look at me it's not that hard really it's not that hard to tell and that doesn't go for everyone i'm just saying for me specifically the way i carry myself the way i move in this life it's just very i could give a fuck about your masculinity and how masculine you want me to be i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want so now, now we're getting into it, into it. My freshman year was good. I was in band, I started color guide, um, was doing as many clubs as possible. I felt physically good. My sophomore year, things were kind of different. Um, was that 2016? That might've been 2015. Mm. 2015 was all right. Beginning of my sophomore year was all right. I was dancing a lot more i had just started hip-hop dancing like on multiple teams you know what the cutest moment of like my high school dance career was i was dancing with this dance team called velocity the first winter uh dance concert and after the performance these two girls came up to me and one of them was super short the other one was like really tall not really tall but taller than the other one and both just like really petite girls you know and they both looked at me and they were just like oh my gosh you killed it tonight! you were beautiful you were amazing like we have to have you on our team next semester and they were the president of the all-girl dance team and I was like oh my gosh like stop I want that I I want I wanted to be on their team before they even approached me like I saw them rehearse my day and I was like stop all girls get me in that like just it's a different vibe the soundtrack the costumes all of it it's, it's a different vibe and I wanted to be in that so when they came up to me and told me, I was so shook but so thankful. That moment truly changed my life forever. That Those girls became some of my best friends. One of them, the president. I mean, they were both the presidents. Um, but one of them was Ginger. And she's Sailor Woman on Instagram, you guys. That woman is sent from heaven. I can't tell you the amount of times I've been in true trouble and just knowing that she saved me so many times let me just say that she has saved me whether she's known it or not she has saved me so many times in this life and I am so thankful for her like my friendship with her she's an Aries and she's like the best of the best of the Aries man like I think she's an early April baby and when we get together you guys <laughs> oh my gosh! In high school, at one point, she had violet hair, so I would call her Violetta. You know, she was my Violetta, and she'd call me Violetto, and together we were the Violets. And when we would go out, and when we would party, and when we would dance and stuff, we'd be like, yeah, we'd be pre gaming in like her car or her sister's car. Oh my gosh, I'm flashing back to so many fun memories right now. But we'd be pre gaming to like the weekend in her sister's car, and. <laughs> just dancing twerking literally in the seat passing the bottle screaming go off baby you know just all of the vibes i think she was one of the first people that i really just started like letting loose with so many fun memories with her she was also one of the people that i had um i threw some moment with but you know whatever the violets did what the violets was gonna do you know what i'm saying oh my gosh Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to call her later because a lot of the shit that I'm thinking about is too damn funny. Um, But even on the dance team, aside from like us personally connecting, when it came to the dance team, her and I started to run shit. We would make dances together, just feed off of ideas, different songs, different... um... Ginger is so creative. She is such a beautiful mind, such a beautiful soul. Like, she is one of my biggest inspirations for everything that I do. I'm truly so changed by that one moment, you guys. Like, the way she believed in me, the confidence that she had behind me, and not even really knowing me, that... Oof. When you have the power to give someone an opportunity and you give it to them. The amount of good vibes that you get back, you guys, is overwhelming. I knew in that moment, the way that I was looking at her, I knew she was feeling all the love that I was giving off. And I'm convinced that solely through those vibes, we created that beautiful bond in that moment. It's, it, first impressions are everything. I had never really talked to her. Yes, I had seen her. Of course I had seen her. She's the shit. She's a hot, my dudes. She is fine oof i i only got hot friends that's it i don't know i mean you are what you attract duh that's a fact but i've always had hot friends (laughs) and i remember all of that like after that one moment that's i feel like that really solidified that i could be gay and it be accepted to be honest that was one of the big moments where I was like oh my gosh I could be who I want to be and it's not and people are still going to love me I will find someone who still loves me that semester I got my first boyfriend and he was actually on the dance team too that's how we met I mean it was more of like a fling thing I I never really connected with that guy as much as I did with my next boyfriend so oftentimes, I refer to my next boyfriend as my first real one i don't really ever talk about this guy but um yeah we dated my that year (laughs) and then he moved off to vegas it was kind of just like okay cool you're gone like whatever move on that was really easy to move on because i didn't have to see him um then came all the hot stuff i don't know maybe it's the 12th house son part of me but I like to do things in secret a lot. And, you know, when my parents stopped giving me... When I started coming home to, like, no food and no one there to talk to me, I started isolating myself even more because I felt like... My parents really didn't give a fuck. I would come home and my dad would be playing video games on the computer. This is a big problem that I have with my dad, actually. Is the amount of times that he wastes his fucking life on fucking video games, bro. And, yo, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not hating on the gamers. Y'all got passions. Y'all love what you do. I feel it. One of my cousins is, like, a professional gamer, I think. And he kills it. Make your money. Do your thing. But the minute you start putting off your fucking priorities and yes i'm your child i am a priority i don't know what the fuck you think you're doing but you need to be paying attention to me and what i'm doing and what i want to do yo (sighs) my dad my dad's an army veteran and his family hasn't treated him the best my dad's side of the family truly has not treated him the best his mom died of breast cancer when he was 21 um his mom's name was carmen and my name's Cameron, and that's why I spell my name the way I do, because I'm named after my grandmother. And, you know, when I was younger, I would dream of my grandmother. I would dream that I was talking to my grandmother, and I would tell my mom these dreams. And I know this because one day we were at my great grandma's house, Quintero Ranch, and I'm sitting on the couch next to my great grandma When she was still alive. And I was telling her a story about the girl on the wall, the girl who's sitting right across from us. You know, I was telling her the conversation we had the night before. I was like four or five. And my grandma's looking at me and she's looking at my mom, like, Is he talking about Carmen? And my mom's like, Looking at me and she's like, Sami, she's like, Mijo, like, Who'd you see in your dream? What are you talking about? And I I was pointing up at the painting to Grandma Carmen. Like, I talked to her all the time. And when my mom told me this, this was a few years ago. But what fucks me up is in my own memory, I remember I would commute a lot. So, I mean, for like two years, I lived in Turlock. And my parents would meet in Santa Sandanella. Like, they would meet my grandparents in Sandanella. And then I'd go back to my grandparents' house here in South Bay. And, oof through those hills on that drive, you guys, I would look at every cloud and I would just sit there and talk to my grandma. I would, I considered my grandma the clouds and she was my god for many, many years. And every now and then I, I look at the clouds and I just feel so overwhelmed. Not scared overwhelmed, but like I'm protected overwhelmed. I can't tell you guys the kind of stupid situations I've put myself through, especially being intoxicated, especially being under the influence. And there's no other way to explain how I'm still here other than through my angels. Quick story. One time I was driving, I was smoking a blunt. It was like maybe blunt number three and I was coming home. Um, I was really upset, like really just angry, shaking. Um, some Someone had said something stupid to me. I don't know. My personality is much, much different now than it was a few years ago. I'm much stronger now, but a few years ago, I don't think I could take everything um, the way that I do now. Like all the all the bad comments, all the negative comments. Um, and I was smoking the blunt, driving down 101, and I was in the far left lane trying to speed through traffic, you know? And this was when I was driving the 91 Ford work truck. I... Oh, my gosh. I was... Speeding, I was maybe going like 85 on the left lane, 85 pushing 90. And there was this, I was trying to hit the gap, you know, you know, like when you're in traffic and you could steadily see like where the gap's going to open up. Well, I saw the gap kind of closing and I was like, "Nah, nah, I could fucking make it. But I was just, I don't know. I was stupid. I forgot I had the bed of a truck, you know, like motherfucker was long as compared to the smaller cars that I'm used to driving. So I go and I go to merge on to the lane next to me, you know, take the gap. And I lost control of the steering wheel and my car literally swerved to the far right lane. It was a three lane highway, far right lane. I leveled out back in the middle. Then my car was tipping, like, I was going back and forth from the third lane to the second lane, third lane to the second lane, and my car was tipping on its fucking, like, sides of the wheels, bro. It wasn't even, like, both wheels were not on the fucking floor. Like, I was, like, <sighs> the way that I was able to see the moving ground from my window, there's no fucking way that I should have just stopped the way that I stopped. I literally remember... Tilting one way. Tilting the other. Being so fucking scared. Dropping the blunt on myself. And then my car just like snaps down. Like forces itself back down. And then I'm cruising at 83. Just cruising at 80. And I had to take the next exit. I was so. I have never been so scared. So just. Like what the fuck did I just do to myself? Why did I do that? Why Why am I smoking and driving? You know like what in the fuck Cameron? I sat on the side of the highway. For like three minutes just bawling my eyes out so scared and immediately started praying and there's I, I truly truly cannot say that if I no it was my angels there's no other explanation you guys that was one of the most craziest moments and I don't tell a lot of people about that because it's like how do I justify my actions there is no justification behind what I was doing I was re- driving recklessly while fucking high you know Oh, my gosh. Oof. But... Uh, getting back to my dad. I gotta re this blunt. Um, I remember I would come home and just, like, my dad would be more concerned with the fucking video games than with me. And that really put me in a negative headspace. I think when you're a parent, you really got to reiterate to your child that you are there for them. You are their best friend, you are there to help. And you know what? Fucks me up? My mom always told me she's not made to be my best friend. And I'm just like, "Look, yo, I'm not here to talk to some fucking teacher. You're my mom. Why can't you be my best friend? I want you to be my best friend. And so many times she would tell me, no, I'm like not here to be your best friend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, look, I get it. You're here to parent me too. But like when it's time to be a friend, it's time to be a friend. Your shoulder is no good to cry on if there's fucking metal armor all over it. I don't want that. That's not comfortable. That's not for me. I want a nice, warm, quilted sweater shoulder. That's the kind of shoulder I want to cry on. And your mama's shoulder is not that. And I started to resent my parents a lot for that. And I was never the thing that I beat myself up on a little bit. I mean, I don't beat myself up on much because I totally understand. Like, we all live, we all go through things, we just gotta be better and forgive ourselves. But I never vocalized any of this, you guys. I internalized all of it. Every negative thing that I was feeling. Anytime I would have a chance to talk to my parents, I didn't say shit. Ever. Okay. I just keep my mouth shut. I just ha- they just thought that I had like an attitude problem. Didn't really have much to say. Oh, And living the life that I live now, I don't think I could ever be in an uncomfortable situation and not speak my fucking mind and not say how the fuck I feel to change it and to make things better. When you are unhappy and you choose to say to stay resentful and you choose to not speak up on the things that make you uncomfortable or make you unhappy or maybe you know that something that is bothering you can be fixed only if you vocalize it. If you choose to not vocalize it and if you choose to internalize it, I truly believe there is no one to blame except for you, my dudes. Come on. Come on now. How are you going to blame someone else for something that you expect someone to read your mind? You expect people to know you that well, really? How is someone even going to know you that well if you don't even, you know? And looking back on it, my dad's dad was never even there for him. He probably doesn't even know what it's like to... He's probably never even witnessed a child come home, you know, and be able to just chit-chat with his parents. And damn, isn't it my responsibility to give that to him? Did I fail as his child? Look at I, I look at my relationship with him now, and now I'm rebuilding it, but it's like, who was going to show him love when he's never seen it? His mom died at 21. I'm about to be 21 in a month. What the fuck? My dad's going to be 50. My dad is 50. To live more than half your life without anyone who truly loves you, without feeling like anyone loves you on this earth? You know, I in many ways, I feel like he... He thought that his mom was the last person who really loved him. And it... I didn't start thinking like that until really recent. And it totally changes everything for me. It puts a lot into perspective. Because my whole life, I never felt like he loved me. You know? And... uh, I feel like as children, we need to... If our parents are not emotionally there for us the way that we think they should be we need to start looking into why and maybe we were put on this earth to help heal them before they can heal us and we are in this together you know no one is like your family think no one else is like your parents those are the only two people who brought you on this planet out of love you know i just and the thing is, I have yet to tell my dad some of these things. Can you believe that? Here I am fucking sitting behind this phone preaching. And I... I mean, he knows. I have reconciled with him. I have told him. I went a whole year and a half without... While I was in high school, without talking to him. Without getting any money from him. Any rides from him. I am really big on supporting myself. When I cut my dad off is when I first was when I got my first job. That was my junior year. Um... I just had to. For so long, I I felt like he just really wasn't paying attention. And aside from internalizing it, when I did blow up, I blew up really big. And I blew up so big that I told him, like, fuck you. I don't need anything from you. You're actually really fucking pathetic. Look at the way you live your fucking life. And look at the way I live my life. I'm going to be better off without you. I actually never really needed you. Thanks for just reminding me. So no, take your fucking money. No, I'll walk my fucking ass to school and home from wherever the fuck I am. I don't need you. I'll make it work. And... I did, I got my own job, I didn't really ask him for anything for over a year and a half and even now I don't get money from my parents, I support myself but it's like, I had to go back and I had to tell him like yo, I'm sorry, I want to open this communication between us because truly you are one in a million not even one in a million, you are the only one you know, the bonds that we have with our parents although they may not be perfect, I think they are workable And if you're in one of those situations where it's really just so fucked up that it's not workable. And, I mean, thank God I still, I I feel so fortunate and so blessed, don't get me wrong, that my parents are still together and I live the life that I live. But when holding resentment for your parents is stopping you from living your fullest life, that's when you got to flip the book, flip the page in the book, start a new chapter and say... I forgive you, it's okay, you know? Moving forward, there is an open line from love for me, and if you choose to respond at the other end, beautiful, I will be here. And I think that's a really, after I did that in my own personal life, I have received nothing but beauty, and I have received nothing but intelligence and, and guidance from God, truly. Um, so that's my dad going back to my uncle one day while i was ignoring my dad um, i was a senior Um, i walked home from a dance practice for whatever reason i was supposed to have practice during that time but it got cancelled and i had a practice later on so i was just going home to change real quick and when i went home my uncle was home and he starts just fucking going off on me he says that one of his neighbors has a camera outside of their house and he was claiming that i had a ton of people over in the house i was partying blah 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 We were in and out getting things whatever and i was just like you're fucking delusional I had people over here yesterday who were waiting in front of the house while I changed because I don't bring people into our home. You know, like, what the fuck? I'm never even home. For you to accuse me of doing some stupid shit like that, like partying inside your fucking house while you're gone, you're a fucking fool, my dude. And I have no problem telling you to your fucking face right now that you're a fucking fool and you're fucking pathetic, honestly. So just yelling at me not listening to a single thing i have to say i honestly think that he had been waiting for this moment just waiting for something to just pop off on me like this guy lives the most miserable fucking life i would hate to be him truly he's i have yet to meet someone as ugly as him internally externally all of the above so i get home and He's yelling at me in the hallway and i'm just like trying to get a word and like i really can't even breathe he's like really bombarding me he's just going off and off screaming at the top of his lungs and this motherfucker's an aries ruled by mars bro he's yelling and he's he's kind of a bigger guy he he has some force behind his voice and he gets me to the fucking corner of the hallway Calls me a fucking faggot, tells me to get the fuck out of his house, and I have less than a day to get the fuck out, because he doesn't want me any there anymore. Fucking faggot, get the fuck out of my fucking house. And I stood there. <laughs> Billions of tears, waterfall from my eyes, no words. I ran into my room, I had a whole wall of all of my awards that I've ever won, um, all my medals from band, from dance, from color guard, school site council, all the school clubs, fashion club, rally club, our agenda for the month. All my ASB things up there. Ooh, I had a banner with my name. All the signs that my friends would paint for me for football games. I had a whole panoramic picture from my high school marching band years. Like, all of them consecutive back-to-back. I had, like, single notes from my friends. It was just so cute. The wall was so filled. I was a senior. And I grabbed a box, and I threw everything in the fucking box, ripping whatever wasn't easily coming off the wall. To this day, I don't know where any of those things are. I don't know where any of my pictures are, my medals, medallions, my plaques. None of it. And... That was my entire academic career. I was always AP classes. I always strive to be... I mean, I'm the firstborn from my brothers. I was... There was certain level of perfection expected from me and if i didn't reach it i was definitely re- reminded and after that moment i mean i was already struggling my senior year like i had been going through that breakup and that was really hard on me just because of how my home life was i had um try to commit suicide too a few like a month prior maybe two months prior so i was just in a really dark place And I was an alcoholic. I was drinking a lot. And I understand, like, maybe I was being... Oh, you know what? This is so funny. I think what really ticked him off is he... Damn, hello. I didn't realize we reached an hour. I've really been fucking just talking my ass off out here. Um, I don't know where it cut me off exactly, so I'm gonna just start with my uncle calling me a fucking faggot and telling me to get the fuck out of his house. How about we start there? So, I'm still smoking this blunt, by the way. I hope y'all still smoking, too. I hope y'all are still with me. And, man, real quick, just thank you for giving me the space to talk about these things. Um, And thank you for your feedback from that first episode. Like, talking to you guys about the things that I have to say. The fact that you guys are really listening, it it truly means the world. Um, I do have so much love for you all reflection perception you come in and how strong you come in, in heavy you without all that libra love i feel you heavy um so i packed everything up and i came to my grandma's well i was only here at my grandma's for like maybe a month i just couldn't take it every day i would get ready for school and she would tell me to change she would tell me she would send me back inside the house and tell me to change Or they wouldn't take me to school. And I was late every fucking day to school because of this shit. So fucking annoying. I was not happy. I was never eating. I never. Jesus. When I got kicked out of my house, I couldn't keep up with my grades or anything. So I got kicked out of ASB. And when I got kicked out of ASB. All my ASB friends stopped talking to me. All of them. All of them. No one looked at me the same. No one reached out to me. Not even fucking head advisor, whatever the fuck you want to... whatever You know, it's so fucked up. If you really gave a fuck about your students... <laughs> My God. Whatever. I refrain from... going off on those people because I know karma is going to have their time I believe in the Quran it does say you you can have an eye for an eye you can get your revenge for something that someone does to you of course equal revenge definitely go for it however if you decide to just brush it off your shoulder stay happy move on move forward like let God take care of it Oh, karma will, karma will get them a lot, a lot stronger, my friends. So I left it to that with all of them, and I felt so low, so 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 low. I told myself I wasn't gonna try to commit suicide again, but damn, really, y'all just gonna like? I get it, you. You can't help me academically, but you couldn't even lend your ear. You couldn't even give me your adult guidance. You know what I mean? I'm screaming for help, and, like, no one, no one is listening. Thank God for my high school advisor, though. Through all of this, my counselor, Miss Martinez, God bless her fucking soul. She really, she really pushed for me to try everything, even towards the end, got me ready for summer school, you know, like that woman really never gave up on me. And while I was going through all of this, she truly was, aside from her and Miss Carter, those are the two. And, um, oh my gosh, white lady, she worked in the office, short haircut, damn I feel like she always wore suits damn I wish I could remember her name but she always believed in me too um but I would be a mess in the office you guys I was a walking wreck at school literally always in fucking tears like I hated my life so much senior year. So fucking much. Just everything. I couldn't even... I couldn't even front anymore. I was drowning in homework. I was drowning in social. Like... uh, Like, I was... Trying to make something for myself. And I really wanted a lot of big moments. I was on homecoming court. And that moment was, like, everything to me. Although I didn't win. That's all I wanted. I just... I had always, always, always just wanted that one, like, car ride through the town and to dress up and to be acknowledged and be like, yes, you're you're doing something like yourself and you're gorgeous at it. Like, you're doing it. That moment was everything for me. And so when I really lost in my senior year, like, fuck, it took such a toll on, on every aspect of my life. <sighs> then I just... you know, after you get told to change what you're wearing every fucking day for, like, a month, you get really fucking sick and tired of even just trying to go to school, so I just stopped, you know? And really got... I had this, quote, best friend, unquote, um, at the time, and she really got me into drugs, she really got me into smoking, she really introduced a lot of She introduced whippets into my life. She introduced uh, dabs. We would smoke a lot. Smoke a lot of wax. And um, I was still working, and basically all the money that I was working for, we would just use for drugs, you know? We would just go back and forth. And then at one point, she just stopped paying for things, and I was just the one buying for drugs, because she didn't fucking... Have a job or consistent money or whatever the fuck. She also drove too, so she would um, pick me up from school. It was just like really convenient, you know, to really get lost in this drug life. That's why it's so important who you surround yourself with. Honestly, if I had been best friends with Deisha the way that I am now. I mean, yeah, she's gone through a lot, but I don't think I would've fucking fell off the way that I did, not into all this drugs and all that bullshit the way that I did my senior year. Maybe I would've actually fucking graduated from my class. Maybe I wouldn't have fallen off so as bad as I did, even with getting kicked out the way that I did, you know? And I not have to be like that. It's so important who you choose to spend your time with, who you choose to share your energy with. We are capable of anything in this world. Anything. You can do whatever you want in this life. And the only person that is stopping you is you. And yes, we hear it enough. But how many of us are truly implementing this in our lives? Because I'm sure at that age I heard it a ton of fucking times. But looking around, I was like, no, she's my best friend though. But like, no. your best friend wouldn't fucking do that to you, sweetie. No, they would not. Not with my academic career. I really could have been that bitch that year. And, I mean, definitely made up for it afterwards. You know, like, I love the way that I'm rebuilding myself. And I definitely do think I needed all of those um, bumps in the road to make me who I am. Push me faster to this point. But I can't help but realize all the wrong turns I took. When I say the story out loud, it truly could have been prevented had I been smarter on my own, had I had more mental strength and the capacity to speak my mind and speak my truth and tell people how I truly felt. I'm a moon Libra in the fifth house, the house of Leo, by the way. Oh, if you don't know your houses, it starts with Aries, Aries is the first house. That's happy Aries season, by the way. That's why the astrological year starts with Aries because, or maybe that's why the first house is with Aries because that's the beginning of the astrological year. That makes better sense. Thank you. So you have Aries, then Taurus, then Gemini, then Cancer, then Leo, then Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sag, Cap, Aquarius and twelfth house being Pisces. I'm just I hope I got all of them. I feel like I got all of them right. Anyway. Well Fuck. My high ass is forgetting what I was saying. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm back. Um, yeah, my emotions just reside in the house of Leo and damn. I gotta say how I feel, I, it has to come out of me, I have to tell, I have to talk, I don't gotta, I don't gotta tell all the secrets, that's not what I'm saying, what I mean, I gotta talk, I'm saying, I really gotta let people know how I'm feeling, I, ha, I feel so much, I feel like I'm such an empath on like fucking, I don't wanna say steroids cause it's triggering, but steroids. Like, damn, I feel everything. And for most of my childhood, I did not know how to deal with all those feels. I would internalize so much of it. But I feel like speaking about it, and especially all the exercise and dance that I do, that's how I got to let it all go. Um, We got to have a way to dispel of all the negative energy that we come across. That's how you stay in, in the flow, in the flow of life. Um, after I got, I mean, I kind of got kicked out of my grandma's, whatever. No, actually, my friend, I had this rich friend at the time. She was also a Taurus, And she also was, like, kind of lost in her life. She told me she had a place in Marina, that I could stay at if I wanted to, if I needed a place. Because obviously, like, we were hanging out every day. She knew my situation very well. So I was like, oh, my gosh, bitch, like, shut up, stop. Like, I can't, I can't. I'm just not the type of person to ever, like, mood off someone. It's just not what I'm used to. But she's like, no, it's totally okay. Like, I have really bad anxiety. Like, I have to go to school soon. I don't, and, like, my dad's already playing for the pay, place, and I'm not even staying there, like blah 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 the key is staying under the the mat you can go whenever you want Um, I just want you there when I'm there so that I could go to school and like it be okay and whatever I was all down for, for the cause I took a box of my shit and I went out to Marina and the key was under the fucking mat and I stayed the first night kind of just like there was this really nice beach that I had my first acid trip um, on. And it was within walking distance. So I went to that beach, smoked a backwood, came back to the place and I just slept there. The next day I got up and I walked to every single fucking place I could around her her place, closest to her place. Because I had no car. I had no means of transportation. I had no money. Um, I have no fucking high school diploma. I have nothing. Um, and I applied for jobs. And I went to there was this one really nearby hotel it was like a holiday inn and i went in and i was like can i talk to the manager like who's who's had a personnel here like i need to speak to someone and um i got an application turned everything in told them my situation and then she was like okay come back tomorrow morning and we can have another talk with another manager um and I was like, like the hiring manager. I was like, okay, that sounds great. So I went back. I applied at a few other places. A few other places. I applied at a grocery outlet, a Taco Bell, Jack in the Box, um, Domino's, McDonald's, a Subway, a donut shop, this coffee shop, um, a Safeway. Yeah, I made my rounds. Went back. I met the guy of the local like smoke shop and he didn't fucking card me, thank god. He was actually a homie, like total Rastafarian vibes. Um bless his soul. And so, got more backwoods, went back to the beach, saw the sunset, went back home and I slept the next morning, went back to the hotel. They offered me a job starting at like 12.50 um doing room service, like not room service, like housekeeping. Um so I was like, fuck, yeah, I'll clean rooms, like let's do it. So I was a housekeeper for a few months and I was the only guy <laughs> housekeeper I worked on the floor with um, like four older Mexican ladies. One was Estrella. Fucking crazy ass. Dead out. She's a hella funny. I hope one day she hears this because she knows damn well. She, she's the loudest of all of them. She definitely got something to say. She's de- she was probably a, a fire sign for real. Oh and I'm thinking back and there was this one really sweet lady. She had glasses. Always the kindest. Always... A smile on her face um oh so sweet there was another one rosa she didn't really ever talk um i think she had like uh dental problems though so like what else? was then there was a meth dealer that i worked with sometimes she would even stay in one of the fucking rooms on the bottom floor if they weren't occupied she was literally fucking cooked Um, she actually introduced me to Doja Cat, though, and she was very nice to smoke with, and although she was going through a lot, I was never reluctant, and I always included her on my lunches, and I was like, yeah, girl, you want to smoke with me? Like, let's go smoke, and it was really nice to have company when I was going through all this, because I would even tell her some of the things that I was going through, and, man, never, I mean, I found out that she was selling meth through, like, one of our conversations, um, just really casually, but she never acted some type of way, at least with me, so God bless her for that, you know, I hope she's doing okay right now, but yeah, she introduced me to and I was like, oh, okay, like, let's get into it, so I would spend a lot of my lunches with her, and that was basically my life, um, for a while, saved as much money as I could, then I started working at... Then I started, then I got a job at Guest with Daisha. And then I started working at a restaurant. Um, And that's basically, the rest is history. The rest is when I got introduced to Amber, The Quietest Revolution, and really went on this deep spiritual journey. When I was in Marina, all those, I mean, okay, let me finish that up. I wasn't there for long, though. My fucking rich friend was such a fucking bitch. She kicked me out. She came with her another one of her friends. And she was just like, yeah, I need you to leave. And I had no car, no money, obviously. Um, this was like two weeks of me staying there. Her not being there. Um, but yeah, she came in with, like, different things to decorate the place. She was just decorating the place while I was packing my shit up. And I was watching the perks of being a wallflower and painting while she walked in. And she told me to get all my shit and get the fuck out of her apartment. And I was like can i borrow your phone like i have no phone my phone was just broken like it was not working um so she gave me a phone her phone to use and i called my friend phil god bless him and came picked me up and took me back to my grandma's and i've just been working ever since um yeah you guys that's basically that that moment that time of my life though I feel is what really pushed me into this life of spirituality and this life of deeper, deeper sensations and deeper knowledge and really trusting my gut and trusting my intuition, especially when it comes to life problems and life decisions. And I don't know why for so long I was looking for external affirmation for the things that I did, but truly we don't need it. As long as you know what the fuck you need to do and what you need to get done to attain your goals and to achieve what you want out of this life, you are going to be good. And I think the moment you stray is the moment you start to look for those external affirmations and those external substances or things or people um, to tell you, you know? yes, share your ideas with the world, but don't wait for someone else to agree with them, for you to believe in them, you know? You got to believe in yourself first and foremost. I think that's what this, my life, has truly taught me that moment specifically. Like, just thinking about it again shaped me so much. Now I I can't ever truly treat people any type of way. I used to be scared of white people. Deadass. I used to be very fucking afraid, especially older white guys, older white men. Now I couldn't even talk to them. But now I... You know, experiencing the things that I've gone through, and I can never treat anyone any type of way just because of how they fucking look, yo. And to think that I was doing it for as long as I did, I think I, I must have generated enough bad karma for my life to push me to that. You know, like obviously something had to be done. Obviously, I needed a wake up call. I hope that, man. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't I don't have hate for anyone, but retelling that story about my uncle really just man, dude. I can't believe someone fucking could do that. Anyway my friends, it's getting a little chilly. I've been talking my ass off. What time is it now? It's almost it's almost eight. Oof the dogs be talking too now. They've been quiet the whole time I've been out here. Now they got something to say. Alright. As the sun sets on today, the sun is setting on this episode. I appreciate all of you for the love and support always. The kind words, the kind messages, the positivity that we've been sharing. It's, it's all that I could ask for in the times that we're going through like this right now with this fucking quarantine and everyone's <laughs> emotions up in the air everyone feels like that dog right now everyone feels like these dogs everyone's barking that's everyone people can't talk no more so the dog's gotta bark and talk it out all right i gotta go you guys i love you all so much stay safe stay informed and do everything with love please take care i will see you soon bye